are Locked On Saints, your daily New Orleans Saints podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is good, Houdat Nation and Houdat family? Welcome in for this special Thursday edition of Locked on Saints, brought to you by the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Ross Jackson here at Ross Jackson, N-O-L-A on Twitter, editor over at CanalStreetChronicles.com and your host covering your New Orleans Saints every single Monday through Friday. So this is a special Thursday edition because I have an interview ready for you today with a prospect coming into the NFL draft. His name is Levante Taylor. You see me mock him to the Saints in mock drafts before. He's one of my favorite prospects in this draft. He was kind enough to join us here on the show. So we're going to talk about his on-field capabilities. We'll talk about him off the field and he even gives us a little bit of an idea of what he would do if he had to guard Michael Thomas. We'll talk about all of that and a little bit of land yet for you on today's episode of Locked on Saints, your team every day. All right, Houdat Nation, today we are welcoming into the podcast Levante Taylor, Florida State Seminole defensive back. He was a consensus five-star prospect coming out of high school, number one corner in the nation, number five overall prospect, and he's done a ton in Florida State, playing on the outside, some some snaps in the slot as well, played safety, and he's entering the NFL draft this season and perhaps most importantly, can be followed on Twitter at Levante Taylor. The E comes before the A. So make sure y'all show the man some love. Took some time to come through today. Levante, thank you so much for joining us, homie. How are you, dude? You staying inside, right? Yes, sir. I appreciate you for having me. Uh, well, for the most part, I've been outside doing a lot of uh, you know, drills and uh, trying to build like an in-home uh, gym. But other than that, I've been like going to other places and stuff that's, that's, have, that's been open for certain hours. You know, I want to right, make sure right. I stay fit. I want to make sure my technique and everything is, you know, is still perfect. So, you know, because there's probably somebody somewhere right now who's not doing nothing. I feel like it's me working. I got the upper hand on someone else. Got to keep it up, man. Got to keep it up. This is one of the things that I respect about Levante or LT, as you'll probably hear me call him a couple of times, too. Always out there grinding. It's one of the reasons why I like him. I'm so grateful to have you here on the show. Uh, shout out to Harrison for his help as well. And uh, look, man, for those listening, you're going to be able to catch this here on the podcast. Results going to be a write-up over at CanalStreetChronicles.com. And this isn't going to be the first time that some of these listeners and some of these readers see or hear your name, man, because I've actually mocked you to the Saints before, because I think you be a great fit there so today i want to talk a little bit with you about you as the player but just as importantly you as the person so let's get started there right. man uh tell us a little bit about you what is it that brought you to florida state uh how you liked your college football days i mean did you you came up in virginia is that right yes sir uh so what is it that brought you from virginia to florida state how'd they get you out there uh so <clears throat> just me being uh just just for god you know just bless me to have the opportunity to play against you know other guys in the 2015 class, uh, me going to the Open early and, mm-hmm. you know, just competing at other camps early with the 2015 class, like I said, uh, I started building a great relationship with guys like uh, Derwin James, um, you know, Devontae Phillips, DeAndre Francois, uh, George Campbell, all those guys. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, and then I, I, I recently went to Oscar Smith High School where uh, Josh Sweat uh, went to, mm-hmm. and I transferred over to Ocean Lakes where Derek Nighty went to. You know, those guys went to Forza as well. So, uh, what was supposed to happen was I was supposed to uh, visit. I was supposed to go down south. I was going to visit uh, from Florida State, drive to Gainesville, and drive to Miami. And I was going to drive back up and hit uh, LSU and Alabama, then go home. But you know, for some reason, when I uh, when I went to the Florida State visit, you know, everything just it just seemed right for me. So mm-hmm. you know, I, I made that decision. Decision. 
and I didn't turn back, and I, I didn't take any visits anymore. I didn't, you know, I didn't even talk to any of the coaches. I stayed loyal, loyal to Florida State. Uh, how much did they uh, pitch uh, Deion Sanders to you while you were at Florida State before you before you uh, signed on? When I took the visits uh, there, you know, I mean, you know, Deion Sanders everywhere. Yeah, <laughs> he's uh, all over that campus, State. dude. Yeah, everybody knows everybody knows Neon Dion, so they really didn't have to pitch that much to me. Um and I just felt like too as well, I feel like when you're a great player, some programs don't make you. You already you know, you you're just great, you feel me? And you just right. you know, just keep being you and you know, um and that's what that's what happened. Um and I, I feel like too as well, uh, when I went there, they really didn't pitch the Dion Sanders to me. Mm-hmm. Even though they mentioned him a couple of times, they were really just showing me the way they can use me in the defense. Like they, they put up in the big board, like his big board with highlights of myself that I did and what other guys did previous years at Florida State and showed me how they can use me. You know, and I, I liked it. That. Yeah, absolutely, man. They were showing you what your fit was, man. They were putting the vision in front Correct. of you. I, I love that. I love that. Correct. Because I was supposed to like, the crazy thing about it, I was never supposed to be a, a, a outside corner at Florida State. When I first came in with, with the Jimbo, with Jimbo Fisher, uh, that they ran that they ran the nickel defense three three five four two five and stuff like that, mm-hmm. and they, you know I wanted I wanted to go to Florida State just to play star what, we, what they yep. called it and um that's I was almost I was so close to commit to LSU when they first offered me I wanted to commit the same day just because Ty Matthews is my favorite player uh-huh. and they the way they use the way LSU used them when I took that visit at Florida State when I felt comfortable that's how I wanted to be used like Ty Matthews and that's all I wanted to play it, it just so happened that when I I started practicing. The coaches loved the way I competed in man-to-man situations. So that's that's when Jimbo, uh, he, he pushed me to play outside corner. He replaced he replaced somebody else and, and moved me to outside corner. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. So did that did that end up becoming the preference for you too? Like, did you enjoy getting that opportunity to play out on the outside? Yeah, because I felt I felt like the Florida State for me to play nickel. It was just it was a no-brainer. The nickel there was he was he left. You know, he was gone. Uh, and plus Jalen Ramsey, he left. He was right. he primarily played nickel at Florida State. You watch film. Mm-hmm. Jalen really didn't play corner. He played strictly nickel, nickel and safety. His his rookie his freshman year when he came in, he came in as a safety, but they moved him to corner because PJ Williams had a thigh bruise, so he started as a true freshman. And then as that season went on, Jalen played strictly safety. And in that his sophomore year, he played every game was at nickel. He didn't play corner or safety. Everything was at nickel. And then the following year, uh, we needed him at Boundary Corner. That's what they did. So, you know, when I came in, I was like, yeah, I want to play nickel because mm-hmm. they're, using, they're using all the nickels the right way. They're the ones making the plays. They're making more plays in the corners. And, you know, it was a fact like blitzing, taking on blocks, setting the edge, making good tackles, covering, making interceptions. You can, I feel like at nickel, you can make more game-changing plays. We talked a little bit about you as you know this this guy that is versatile and that you can fit those roles. You can you know you played some safety as well. Uh, for you, when we talk about all that, what are some of the things that you feel like aren't discussed about your game enough? Uh, I'll say I'm just I have a great IQ. One forty on the spark test, y'all. That's yeah. no joke. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like yeah. So um, you know my IQ is good. Um, I know like just me watching film and studying receivers i know what they're going to do uh you know i'm just I'm just first of all i'm going to compete in any way i can no matter what even even when i had a a bad year when i was playing on my l5 like i still got to compete it was just those one those one or two plays that just look bad that you know everybody watches but if you look at my film deep down you will see receivers are, are really not getting open on me 
Yeah, absolutely. I mean, in your one of your earlier seasons as well as throughout the throughout your your later seasons as well, even after you know the L five and everything like that. I mean, you weren't targeted a ton. Like people didn't look your way, you know. And that's sure. one of the things that we see with these lockdown corners in the NFL is that the good ones you don't hear their names, and that happened with you. Did you feel like you became more comfortable in uh, zone coverage when you played some more of those safety roles, and did that help you at corner at all? It was it was very different for me because you know, I'm used to being up close to the receiver playing press man a lot of times. So me just being like 15 yards deep from the ball and stuff like that, I mean, it was a different view for me. You mentioned uh, Ty Matthew. You you I, you know I see you on Twitter retweeting Marshawn Lattimore. You know Louisiana's there yeah. for you. Uh, who but, are some of the guys that you model your game after in the pros? Yeah, like you said, uh, like you said, Ty Matthew. Um, I've been like looking I, lately. I've been like trying to look at my, look at other nickels. Um, that's like really most of the part I've been looking at nickels that's getting that's being heavily getting paid a lot really. So uh-huh. I've been at, um, smart. Yeah, it's been it's been oh his name nickel at the Colts more. Oh uh huh. I've been looking at him. Uh, I've been looking at uh the nickel from the Steelers. Uh, Mike. Mm-hmm. I seen him. He's he's been doing a pretty good job there for Steelers. Um, I seen I seen Chauncey Ch- like I, I I watched the Saints a lot a lot. I've been seeing he's been doing pretty good whenever he was at nickel or it's him mm-hmm. on a bit and stuff like that. Um, yeah, I was watching the nickel. I remember when the Dolphins had paid their nickel. Uh-huh. Um, they had moved him to safety, matter of fact, as well, this, this past year. M- McClain, something like that. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I'm saying that right. Mm-hmm. Him, he uh, was was more of a nickel for one year, and I seen they tried him outside the corner, Then I think last year they had, they had him at, like, as free safety or something like that. But now I've seen they're moving them back to like a corner nickel type thing now. Yeah, but I like to just, you know, I like to look at people like almost my size mm-hmm. and stuff like that. Uh, I see the difference between me and the other guys at nickel that I'm, I'm a lot more faster than those guys and more twitchy. Yeah, yeah, no, you can definitely see that on your film too. And of course, you know, you mentioned the opening earlier. If I remember correctly, I saw a 4 3 4. When you ran, yes. which is just insane, yeah. dude. Like that's that's incredible, man. And so you know, you pack all that speed, you pack that physicality, and then you found all these different ways to make it work across these positions and to to make right. it work in the nickel if that's what you're looking to do, which I think is is right. pretty dope. Uh, so if you're asked to play, you know, oh, and here's the other thing too, man. Like with the ball in your hand, you're dangerous, right? You got those two right. two uh, touchdown uh, returns from interceptions. You also you know, had right. some big uh, uh, punt returns, I think, in the Under Armour game as well, the All American game. And everything is is special right. teams and all that still something that's in your in your purview as well. Yeah, you know, special teams, special teams. That's the only that's the only uh, you know role on the whole entire football league. Is you got to make it special. That's the only word. It has special. <laughs> Why not make special teams special? Um, I just feel like, you know, just making an impact. I remember watching Tom Matthew when, you know, he, he first uh, was training for the NFL when he got suspended uh, in mm-hmm. the next following year when, you know, he got caught with all his problems. Whatever. But I remember watching an interview when he was saying something like, why not make 100 tackles at gun? Why not do this? Why not do this? Especially teams, you know, because, you know, he was, you know, you know, late round picks, you know, you got to, you got to, you got to get it out the mud and, you know, and put trust in, you know, the coaches and players, and, you know, teammates and stuff like that. So I just feel like, you know, especially teams, that's, that's what, it, that's what it's for. Yeah, man, absolutely. And it's so important too. I mean, that third element of the game, man, it can blow games wide open. So everybody's always looking for those good special teamers and it's a direct route to the roster sometimes. So it's good to, good to be up on that. Uh, back to defense. Do you have a particular wide receiver in the NFL that you'd be excited to, to match up with? Either if it's somebody that you've met before, uh, in college play or just somebody that you've watched in the NFL? 
Um, I know I have a good relationship actually with with Michael Thomas. Nice. Um, you know, we we talk like I've been talking to him for like a year, a year, a year and a half now. Mm-hmm. You know, I love to match up with him because you know he, he's he's projected right now the best receiver in the field, so one that he's the best. Yeah, when you watch a guy like Michael Thomas and you see his his hands, his hand quickness, his that his hands as as just a receiver, his uh, route running capabilities. What do you do as a defensive back to try to limit those types of wide receivers? Right. Um. So with him, since he's so he's so much like a, of a big body receiver, mm-hmm. I will. What I would do, the coach allowed me to, like if we're in man situation, I would just play man on him. I play off man on him, mm-hmm. and I sit on him. I trust my speed because sometimes you don't want to get into uh. You don't want to get into fights with the, with the big body receiver on the scrimmage with my size because I don't want to push off because you never know if the referee's going to throw that flag or not. Right. Yes. Absolutely. So, you know, I I play all I play I play off sit on try to sit on routes and stuff like that. So you've got a good relationship with him. He's a wide receiver. You're working as a defensive back. What are some of the things? And and you don't have to go in detail, but just in general, right. what are some of the things that you learn from talking to people of other other positions like that? Yeah, so just just me being blessed to go to Florida State, you know, I, I have good relationships with Derwin James, Jalen Ramsey, right? Uh, and I be I, I mean I like I talk to like a lot of other guys that's in the field as well, and even other college top notch guys at DB two, and just you know just talking ball with them. Like when I talk with Jalen, you know, just seeing him play safety, nickel, corner, uh, sub sub linebacker. Sometimes you know just talking to him about being versatile and different. Um, you know, I'm just I just learned a lot more things from him because you know he wasn't he wasn't a great corner for the state his his uh his junior year. Mm-hmm. You know, he just came into the league and just got better. So he just told me how that process was for him. Uh, and then you know Derwin and stuff just telling me about the receivers that you know they match up against and how to play them and stuff like that. Yeah, just talking to those guys that have that have been there and that have made that transition for sure. Do you uh you right. pick up information too from guys that don't play your position? Yes, I'm real. I have like a, like a lot of a lot of matter of fact, like a lot of old old school players that came from through Virginia, like Michael Vick, mm-hmm. Allen Iverson. But you know, Iverson played basketball. He played football. He was actually a great football player too. So just talking to them and, and learning learning different things from them, just talking ball. You know, and just hearing the stories that they have, what they have done, and what they've been through. You know, I just always soak it up. Uh, let's jump over to uh, to a couple of little personal things real quick before you wrap up here. Sure. Um, you you know, you mentioned talking with Allen Iverson and and him playing basketball and football. Are there any other sports that you love as well? Yeah, I had love for uh, for track uh-huh. and boxing. I stopped. I, I used to have love for basketball too, but I stopped playing basketball. I stopped. <laughs> I, I, yeah, I stopped playing basketball too. Oh, word. <laughs> yeah, just cause like you know, I just. I know, I'm not tall, but I, I like I like just playing basketball. But then I really stopped once I started getting like you know having a better relationship with the game of football and started right. being known as a a real good football player. I just I didn't want to risk no injury because you know I remember one time in middle school for the for the for our uh, like state track meet for like the championship track meet. Mm-hmm. Literally like the day or two before, I had rolled my ankle playing basketball in the gym. Oh no. Yeah, but I ended up still running though. You know, I couldn't miss that. Right, right, right. But yeah, man, like you don't want to do that multiple times throughout your life for right. certain. Those roll ankles, them, those things hurt. They pile up, man. And that's true too, because that's one of those things where you know you do it, and then you, you know, next couple of days you could do it again. Right. <laughs> I've been there. Yeah, and then around that time in middle school, this like you know cryotherapy was out, but it was it would have been hard for me. Like growing right. up, we didn't really have a lot of recovery and stuff like that. All we knew was 
play ibuprofen and sit in some ice. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. I really didn't do no recovery like that. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Uh, hey, man, look, you, you ever have uh, any uh, Cajun or uh, Creole or Creole cuisine like uh, jambalaya, etouffee, gumbo, anything like that? Yeah, you know, we're in Virginia. We got a lot, a lot of seafood out here. That's what I thought. Yeah, yeah. Chesapeake Bay, everything out here. You know, you know my grandmother, she, she always whipping up that jambalaya. But the crazy thing about it, I never had, I never, I never tried crawfish yet. I was just about to ask you about crawfish. Is it? Would you be down? Yeah, I'll be down. I just think, I don't, I don't know how to eat it or nothing like. That. I see a lot of people; they order pounds and pounds of it. So, you know, I, I, I you know, I'm, I'm just waiting for my day to try. Man, you know, like I'm, I'm a, I'm a New Orleans boy, born and raised, man. So I, you know, I was born right. with a crawfish tail in my hand. I just knew how right. to do it, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, that's definitely something that you'll have to try out at some point and everything, man. And crawfish. You, you ever had like beignets or anything like that too? No. What is that? Okay, so beignets are basically like these, uh, like these. Uh, it's it's basically deep fried dough with powdered sugar, man. You can't go wrong with that. Uh, right. You know, you might not want it on your on season diet, but it's a good off season dessert. Yeah, that's for certain. Yeah, right now I've been on I've been on no sugar. I'm been I'm trying to shred up right now. Just- make everything look good i also might be throwing like a little pro day video too as well it depends on the weather out here in virginia because it's been raining and been like cold every almost every day out here right now so we're just trying to figure that out and it's hard yeah. to get a feel right now too with, the, with this virus everybody's starting to shut down because they just shut our city down just, it's, we shut everything down today at five o'clock so wow. we're trying to figure something out hopefully hopefully when the weather starts getting better we can put something together yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I'll be on the lookout for that too, man. And I was going to ask you, like, what's this process been like? You know, uh, this is kind of unprecedented sure. for everybody. Like, what are some of the things sure. that you're doing to make sure that you're staying on uh, team's list? Yeah, so what I've been doing, I've been doing, uh, like I've been always doing, just working hard, doing DB drills and stuff like that. Like, as we're talking right now, I'm doing one-on-ones and stuff right now, just on the phone. But, you know, we out here just working, you feel me, before, before everything could shut down. And then when, and when they do shut everything down, try to go to walmart and like go buy like a bench press and stuff like that mm-hmm. barbells and you know dumbbells and just just have it in the house yeah i can promise you you'll be one of few people in in walmart trying to buy workout equipment because everybody's going for that toilet paper right. everybody's <laughs> going <laughs> you're gonna be all by yourself over there yeah. so that's good man. right because i don't because i do not want to lose this stuff or this weight i didn't I, I got my weight i want to be at now and stuff like that and i don't mm-hmm. want to lose anything yeah you got to maintain that for sure for sure right. Yeah, man. Well, hey, man, you're putting in all that work. Uh, last question for you, just a fun one, man. Which What's your favorite right. album album that you're listening to right now? My turn, my little baby. Yeah, yeah, I'm mad at you for that. <laughs> yeah, I'm mad at you for that. That's the workout jam too. Yeah, I listen to Little Baby every day. Yeah, every man. day. <laughs> I listen to NBA Young Boy too, though. Oh he's yeah, nice. he's tough. Oh, yeah, man, he's good. He's nice. Well, good, man. Hey, look, dude, thank you so much for taking the time to hop on here and, and chat with us, man. Who That Nation loves hearing your name, dude. They're going to love hearing this episode and everything as well. Y'all make sure y'all show them some love over at Levante Taylor on Twitter. Uh, let them know what you like the episode and everything, man. We'll keep an eye out on uh, keep an eye out for you on the Pro Day video, homie. Yes, sir. Appreciate it. All right, y'all. Thank you very much for joining us today on Locked on Saints. If you're looking for something else to listen to right after this, make sure you tell your smart speaker to play podcast Locked on NFL Draft. Let Ben and Trevor get you ready for the selections coming up less than a month away, as long as everything stays scheduled the way that it's supposed to be. I thank you very much, everybody, as always, for coming through for today's episode. And of course, a big thank you to Levante Taylor for coming through as well. Make sure you throw him a follow, show him some love on Twitter at Levante Taylor. The E comes before the A. And of course, make sure you 
you come back for tomorrow's episode. We got details on Andrus Pete's contract, Malcolm Jenkins' contract, and we'll talk a little bit about the pattern that I'm starting to notice in some of these contract structures, and that will wrap up our week after tomorrow's episode. So I'll let you all tomorrow, and I thank you very much, as always, for coming through. Once again, I'm Ross Jackson. You can find me on Twitter at Ross Jackson, N-O-L-A. Hit me up. Let me know how the family's doing. Let me know how you're living. Let me know how you're mobbing them. Tell your friends, family, and fellow Saints fans about the show. And if you haven't already, please take a moment to subscribe. Drop that five-star rating and review. I thank you so much for all your support and for helping me grow this family. This has been Locked on Saints and Trust Through That Nation. I'll holla at you.